Hey everybody, what's up? This is Bryce Rankins and Brian Romero. Hello. At another exciting episode of Sneaky Geek. Our 51st episode. We did it. We did it in two parts. So it's maybe 50.5. We're not sure how we're going to divide yeah, this. It's fine. Know. Dave is here. Dave, no, say Dave's hello. Here. Hello. With jazz hands. Yeah. And then Nick is here as well. With jazz hands. <laughs> and Shannon's here as well. <laughs> Who, me? With jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. Shannon. Oh, man. Uh, Oh, jazz, jazzing the hands. Actually, all of us. All of us are jazz handing. All, all of us are jazzing the Brian hands. Refuses. Nick. Come on, Brian. Oh, Nick. Nick. Ah, oh, fingers. Yay! Yeah. So. Oh, wait, wait. That's not jazz. This is jazz hands. Jazz hands. Oh, wait, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> jazz hands. Spirit fingers. <laughs> I've only got one finger with spirit. That's a lot of nuts. This is a uh, podcast, and that was a middle finger that we just saw. <laughs> so Throwing this up. week, uh, we are continuing our conversation about Pokemon and all things Pokemon and the franchise and how great it is. It is a continuation of our last episode. If you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend it. You should. If you uh, are just joining us, Shannon was on our very first episode of Sneaky Geek. We absolutely Woo! adore her. We're so happy to have her back. Nick is our video game historian who has been on our podcast a number of times. Uh, to tell us all about all sorts of things ranging from console wars to the Mario movie with Bob Hoskins. And, uh, and that was a fun is episode. our comic historian who happens to have a wealth of knowledge of things, but we brought him on because even though he's usually our comic guy, he loves Pokemon. All of us have hours and hours and hours logged into Pokemon, and we have researched this uh, extensively and had a group chat and a Google Doc, and uh, <laughs> hopefully that organization will make this episode streamlined and not at all scattered to the winds with topics and conversation. <laughs> that never oh, happens. you're yeah. funny. You're funny. You got jokes. I do. You got jokes. Uh, funny, man. Funny, anyway. man. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. So without further ado, this is Sneaky Geek. Pokemon. Pokemon has. Pokemon. 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 Pokemon is an undeniable obsession with children across the country. Pokemon is now in full mania. So, segue real ways into other types of uh, competitive style Pokemons like Unite and other things to make Pokemon challenging for us adults. We have we have the Nuzlocke, if you will. Um, who here is familiar with the Nuzlocke? I am. Mm -hmm. Okay, familiar, a little bit. But I've never done one. I think like this whole concept just comes from lovers of the Pokemon franchise wanting to replay their games at like a higher difficulty, which with like these new games coming out, making it easier and easier for kids. And for those of us who work with kids, they don't need it that easy. Like you could give them a challenge. I promise they'll handle it. But whatever. I digress. Um, there is the <laughs> oh, Nuzlocke challenge. Yeah. So... The Nuzlocke I like that it's is easier for me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the grinding was a lot, right? But that's why the, I haven't beaten Red yet because I started it as an adult. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't beaten Leaf Green either. It's the same thing. You get to a point where you have to grind in order to win the next battle, and you never do. Um, or it's just post games, I fall fall out of 
like I, I missed the experience share a little bit because or like I liked that experience share in the later games because it made it so you didn't have to have your level five Pokemon be swapped out first turn just to get half of the XP from a battle that they otherwise couldn't fight. It would, you know, there was all these strategies that felt like you had to go around the game to level up. But you kind of bring that stuff back with the Nuzlocke because the Nuzlocke challenge is how to make Pokemon hurt. In <laughs> that's how I like to think of it. Yeah. Here's what you do in a Nuzlocke challenge. You are only allowed to collect one Pokemon on each route of the game. The first Pokemon you run into on the route is the only one you are allowed to catch, meaning you don't get a choice in what Pokemon it is. And if you fail, if you flub that up, like for some reason you accidentally kill the Pokemon or that, you know, the Pokemon faints or you fail to catch it before it runs away, you don't get a Pokemon. You have to wait till that next round. And you also, th this is a rule that people say you need to do for Nuzlocke, though I, I think some people don't. Um, you gotta name it. You got to give it a name so that it hurts when they go. Because if your Pokemon ever faints, ever faints, whether it's in a gym battle, whether it's just fighting another Pokemon in the grass, if yours ever faints, you have to release it. Or what most people do is they'll put it in a box, in a dead box, and they'll be like, because they can't get rid of it. Because come on, all of us Pokemon people are collectors at heart. We can't, we can't get rid of this it. This is but my I, dead Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, if I were to do a real Nuzlocke, I will release it because I, I need to feel that hurt because it doesn't feel right if I don't do it that way. <laughs> we need uh, to but do, the, yeah. The idea is like, right? Like if your Pokemon would faint, like they would die. Like it's just kind of like adultifying the Pokemon thing in a way. And it's really, really uh, a little bit more difficult because right, you go into a battle and you have a selection of Pokemon you didn't pick, but Pokemon that you care about because these are the only ones you have. You can't collect anybody else. And if you, they all die, you lose, you have to start all over. So it makes like the winning the game a lot harder. People have tried other ways to make Pokemon harder. There's competitive Pokemon against real people, which I know very little about, but there's also like Pokemon randomizer where people who will get into like the code of the game will adjust it so that random Pokemon will show up on the routes instead of what's like prescribed to you. So you can show up at the first place for the chancy. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> Actually, legendaries will show up on like the first route, maybe. Like it's all very, or you'll fish. I love when you fish in a randomizer because you fish out a Geodude or you'll fish out something. Yeah, you'll fish out something really funny and wild. Randomizers are huge in the speedrun community. I think SGDQ, or not SG, AGDQ had a Pokemon randomizer as one of the games this past January. Um, does, huge, huge, yeah, category. Does it help with speedrunning to be random because you might get some wild Pokemon? It's a different type of, I guess, strategy. I'm not, I don't run Pokemon games, but also with randomizers, the badge, like the badge sequences are different. So each gym, so like your first in gym encounter oh, okay. might not be, it could be like an elite four gym leader or like mm -hmm. elite four competitor. So it's just the whole game is random and the objective is to complete, yeah. you know, accordingly. 
It's trying to kind of, I think, like take some of the strategy make out of them. the game and make it a little bit more chaotic sometimes, depending yeah. on what you randomize. Because if you random you randomize the gyms, you go in there and you know this is the rock type gym, but that might that gym leader might not have any rock type Pokemon. Oh, so you, it just kind of exactly it makes it very random. And I think it's yeah. just for the chaos people. Mike, and, oh. and competitive people so. too, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Because like it, yeah, it makes you think on the feet of like, okay, I need I know the stats on this and like how this type could beat this type better and type stuff because if i would if, if i can i just think that there are some people who love pokemon so much that they know an insane amount of pokemon because realistically i mean bryce you were saying you've memorized the 151 when you were a kid there are other people who've been playing these games for years who just because they've come up on everything not only do they know the type advantages but they know what kind of special ability that Pokemon has and what its base stat is and whether it has a higher special attack or regular attack. Like people know this stuff so well that at least making it random for the people who have all that knowledge makes it more challenging when the game feels so easy based on their, what I can confidently say is insane amount of knowledge. Um, <laughs> as, as someone who is friends with some of these people, bless their heart, bless their soul, I don't know how they do it. I am a noob at heart. Like I have to print out like a type chart to be like able to. you're talking to... about Dave a little bit. <laughs> am I, Dave? Is this you? Well, you know, it's it's funny. I you're have you're a shiny saved person. So in the favorites so. on my phone, my uh, I've got my where to go here. I have a type chart saved for both mm -hmm. oh, both yes. the regular games. Yeah. And for Pokemon Go. Nice. And for the Terra Raids in uh, Scarlet and Violet. So, yeah, I, I still struggle with so you that. you do have a cheat you know, sheet. Okay. Even as a yeah, general yeah. player. It feels good to know you <laughs> yeah. have a cheat sheet, but you know, there are definitely people who know this stuff. Oh, yeah. Like off the top of their, off the cuff, yeah. right? Oh, Nate, Nate Fabulous, my youngest. He is... I'll, I'll be playing it and I won't feel like looking it up in the phone and he'll be across the room. Nate, what's a, what's a, what's a good Pokemon to go against this one? Oh, you want to use this, that, or the other? Amazing. Just doesn't even bat an eye. Yeah. I mean, I we got him a gaming computer for, for Christmas. Very kind of starter one because he wanted to do a lot of mi more Minecraft. First thing he downloads is, is a Pokemon randomizer. Uh, Shoot, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, emulator, yeah. Oh, so he's his starters. His his starter was a Lapras. You know, yeah. like <laughs> way too advanced for me, brother. You you go and and you enjoy. And he's he caught a Zapdos and something on, on route like three and yeah. So. That's fun. We need to we need to do a yeah. sneaky geek randomizer stream. I think at some point. Can we please? I would be yeah. so I mean, down. There's hundred percent can. I would play that. My yeah. cousin has played a game. It's it is a randomizer for items and dungeons between a link to the past and I think Super Metroid. And items for both games are in both worlds. So every time you go through a door, you're going into a random space within one of the two, games. The two games. And apparently there's like a cooperative version of this where half the items are in one person's game and the other half are in the oh. other person's game. 
So you have oh. to wait for the other person to find it in order to like then trade it with you, etc. And I'm wondering if there's anything like that with Pokemon. Cause so, especially- oh yeah, I'm sure. Actually, if, if I may segue back ways, uh, <laughs> uh, this, this kind of reminds me of Soul Link, which is another way you can play, uh, usually like a Nuzlocke run. So already we've established Nuzro- Nuzlocke, difficult, Nuzlocke hard. Nuzlocke makes you sad, right? Randomizer, completely random, super just chaotic. Then you have a Soul Link, which you usually do is like a Soul Link Nuzlocke run with a person. And it means that you and the other person play your own separate games, but at the same time, and whatever Pokemon is your starters are linked. Whatever Pokemon you get at route one are linked. Whatever Pokemon you get in the second route are linked. And if one of you kills one of the Pokemon, one of them fates, then the other person has to release theirs as well. So wow. it's another, it's another challenge. And rage and blame. Uh, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Um, it's like, you thought so that was bad? Like Let's marriage? make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> marriage. I'm just marriage kidding. I'm just kidding because at some point Charlotte's going to hear this and I don't want her to think that I am unhappy in our in, in our marriage. I love you, sweetie. If you can get <laughs> through a soul happy. link. Yeah, if you can get through a soul link Nuzlocke with your significant other. Dumb mouth. You could probably do anything in life yeah. and be and manage it, right? Because you've been through hell and back. Like putting together IKEA furniture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead exactly. of an extra screw, it's a dead Charmander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I did one of those. I did a Soul Link Nuzlocke randomizer as my first ever Nuzlocke. And we lost three times. And at some point, I just had to say, I, I don't think we're winning because we did it as a race against some other wonderful people. Shout out to Harrison and Hoenn and Jay Parth on Twitch. But um, yeah, they know Pokemon. And I, I don't, I, not like that. Not like that. So sorry, besties, but we down another Pokemon. So sorry, we got one more, but we can do it. Yeah. Very nice. I'm just blatant optimism. If that can get me through a game, then good. But other than that, um, I don't have much else to provide. <laughs> uh, we're still talking about Pokemon. We've talked about Nuzlocke. We've talked about Pokemon Go. We've talked about... Pokemon, the video game. We haven't talked nearly enough about Pokemon Snap and how much I love Pokemon Snap, but uh, I could go on about that for an entire episode. That's a whole other podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we are going to kind of just briefly go through some of these things, uh, you know, going forward. We've got a few other things to talk about. But before we go into the next segment, I have another awkward Pokemon question, and that is how emotionally damaged are you by Bye Bye Butterfree? By what? Bye bye. The episode. The episode. Bye bye. You know what? I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one. So, Bryce, tell it to us in the saddest way possible. Okay. Uh, Ash very early on gets a great Pokemon named Caterpie, uh, and he names it Caterpie because Ash is super, super creative. Mm -hmm. And Caterpie eventually turns into everyone's favorite hardened Pokemon, Metapod. Metapod eventually turns into. Butterfree. So Butterfree finds an entire group of... What are you turning around looking for? I thought I heard something. Oh, okay. A, a, so Butterfree, Butterfree. Turns into, <laughs> finds an entire group of other Butterfree that are doing that kind of monarch butterfly like... You can't believe it's not Butterfree. I can't believe it's not Butterfree. <laughs> Butterfree, y'all! Um, 
That's that's Paula Dean's favorite butter uh, Pokemon. So <laughs> Butterfree finds a group of other Butterfree that are going on a migration, and Ash has to let Butterfree go and go be with his kind. And last night we were watching that episode of Pokemon Ultimate Missions or whatever, mm-hmm. where Grookey like finds a bunch of uh, thwackies, and it's very clear that he's like with his own people and they're like oh man maybe he needs to go off and be with his own kind yeah, i was like don't like, you oh, dare no. buy my butterfree me right now <laughs> don't you freaking dare he stays with him it's fine yeah. but butterfree is like like you you get into this show very much thinking like oh man we're friends for life and then butterfree's like yo deuces i gotta go hang out with my family doesn't he for those of you who don't know about the heartbreak that all of us as like sixth graders were watching being like wait he's leaving yeah we worked so hard. I, I was I was more emotionally damaged at the Pokemon movie when Ash is turned to stone and like almost yeah, dies. and all the Pokemon oh, are yeah. sadly whacking yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one gets yeah. that one gets yeah. me. Do you know there's like 20 minutes of the original Pokemon movie that were cut for American audiences? Yeah, because really we can't, we can't comprehend it because we're dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was like this... backstory about like why Mew is like or how Mew feels about people as well. And like, it kind of explains the conversation a little bit more and it takes a little bit more time for them to, you know, get on Lapras and go to the island or whatever. But like, there's like 20 minutes and it was like too heavy and too was emotional. It, was it ever dubbed? I don't know. Like, is the footage out there? In in? I don't know. I haven't seen the CGI version, but I wager mm-hmm. if it is a one-to-one, then they may have put it back in. Pokemon is, is believe it or not, filled with a lot of sad moments and also like really morbid lore just yes. through like pokedex like when gary like, comes up to you and asks you what happens if a pokemon dies yeah. sorry oh, be the, yeah do you, <laughs> yeah. well i mean they they do die uh i don't know if we clarified that for anyone who is not familiar with this franchise uh they they can die and they have ghosts and there are ghost pokemon which are manifestations of dead which pokemon. is super dark that's real yeah mm-hmm. it's like and, and there was a hundred percent yeah and there, the, I think there was like a weird episode too when Ash was trying to get the psychic badge. There's something weird with Sabrina too, right? Isn't she like, doesn't she, didn't she have like a sister, a little sister like died and she's just using like the corpse as like her, ventri- almost like a ventriloquist dummy. I kid you not, this is the literal episode. So like Sabrina's fighting Ash as this like little girl and it's supposedly like her sister or some shit. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. So Pokemon is very either sad or just like really taking some I mean, liberties. Have you from ever like read horror movies? Have you ever read Cubone's backstory? Oh about how yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is a nice segue in it. <laughs> yeah, Cubone's backstory is that he's got a Cute. mom's skull on his head. All right, Nuzlocks are making more sense. Pokemon yeah. fans like sad stuff because yeah. Pokemon is inherently sad. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean. You know, kind of bring it back to the show. The la- did anybody watch like the last season of Ash, or at least the last episode or anything? Mm-hmm. The Axe doesn't Butterfree come back? No. So the new episodes are all about. Ash. They don't know where Butterfree is. Yeah. Ash wins. You know the big old tournament. Yes. Pokemon, Pokemon Master, whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, I can do some more stuff, and he goes off. But during one of the last episodes, it might even be his last episode. Like, a ghost kid follows him around, and then he like goes to his parents' house. And then later in the episode, you find out like the kid's dead, and the the kid that's been following is a ghost, and it's it's 
kind of weird. Oh my god, me. it's like that Jennifer Love Hewitt show. <laughs> the Ghost Whisperer. Okay. Ghost Whisperer. But here's here's the real question I need answered about that last episode. Yeah. Did he ever replace Misty's bike? Yeah. <laughs> Hard hit. No. Bike? No. I don't know. I don't think no, so. Give me a few months to power through every episode of Pokemon, and I'll, I'll get you the real cheap ass bastard. He had a earn so many winnings across each route right with the amount of money you get you in game so. like oh, they don't yeah. really touch on that they don't really touch on that in the show do of like you that's one thing that's i do want to just bring up randomly too. be satisfied yeah. he has to yeah. be every elite four get all those winnings so that he can oh yeah earnings to support his mom and her husband mr mime yeah game game version of ash though is already loaded literally anyone you fight in game just gives you money i wish there was something in real life where any interaction i had with somebody if i bested somebody in some way shape or form <laughs> Oh, here's a hundred fucking dollars. Like, all right, boom. Sorry. That's called poker, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm gonna start bringing the dog around. No, in everyday scenarios. Oh yeah. Other dogs. <laughs> hey, you owe me fifty bucks. You, my dog is injured. I don't care. You owe me fifty bucks. I won the Pokemon yeah, right. battle. <laughs> well, to be fair, Great, they yeah. always run up to you too, right? Like most of them. Yes. Yeah. They they start shit with you. Yeah. And then yeah. you, Just when you bash them, you're like. You know, I got hey, so tired hey, of that, that I've gotten yeah. really good at avoiding people. That's not different from you in real life. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, that guy's definitely yeah. going to approach me. There's wow, people. wait, actually. There's people, in- <laughs> all these people out here. <laughs> in fact, I was one of those people who just like had the exclamation part when I saw, saw Bryce and he could not avoid me and now we're friends. So. <laughs> I mean, that's I, know. I met over Marvel. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, pretty much. Brian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brian was minding his own business up in the, in the front desk, yeah. and like, you just see some random guy in there, be like, "Hey, I'm Nick. You looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's my job. Crap. <laughs> Shorts are comfortable and fun to wear. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. The writing is so great too. By the uh, way, for uh, I have to share this for B. Ram and, and Shava. Yeah, you guys, of course, are aware of my hatred of pants, mm, and pants? so, yeah. so all pants. We're not. I'm not. I'm not going to relitigate the shorts versus pants issue with you again, B. Ram. Yeah. I don't get it. That's a whole nother podcast. But very different thing. <laughs> so ahead, when, this morning, when I'm getting ready for this, Charlotte's like, "So are you going to wear pants this morning?" I'm like, "No." They're only going to see me from, like, here up. She's like, what if you have to get up and go to the bathroom? Shit. Damn she it. knows you. <laughs> she does, in fact. So I wore pants. Yeah. Well, shorts, uh, but they're no. still pants. <laughs> Great segue to anyway. the trading card game. I'm, yeah, I'm really happy that we established <laughs> whether or not you are or are not wearing pants. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, this question is asked by a trainer that approaches you. Wherein she says, if I'm wearing a bikini, where do I put the Pokeballs? Tee woman's secret. <laughs> no way. Prison wallet. No, no way. Prison wallet. Character. Prison wallet. Wow. I will tell God you she puts damn. it in her bra. She puts it in her bra. Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. It's in her the bra. The air is tasty okay. here. <laughs> the air is tasty here. Anyway, not to so- not to give too much of a segue, but um, have you guys heard the theory that Ash gets electrocuted in the very first episode and the entire show and is a hallucination? Yeah, it's, the entire show is. Ooh, maybe he's the ghost boy following himself around. Yo, that's yeah. trippy. Because otherwise, why is he ten the entire time? 
And everybody he meets are like caricatures of part of his personality. Or and he something. only knows one cop and he only knows one nurse. And that's why. Yeah. They're all yeah. Nurse yeah. Nurse Joy. And- Whoa. 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 So theories that Brock is like his id, I think, and Misty is his ego or something, and like, oh, yeah, he's like slowly starting to mature, which is why Brock is such a pervert. <laughs> but he's also like dealing no, with Brock, his anger. And his Brock's just a, why Misty's always so mad. Yeah, we also Brock's just bring just up a, that he's super mean to Misty. He says some of the meanest yeah, shit to her early on. Oh, shit. Very out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Brian, the trading card game. That's where we're at. Welcome yeah. to Sneaky Geek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we kind of touched on it earlier and, you know, kind of, you know, how we got into, into all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, so the, when that trading card game came out, it was, you know, a part of this huge multi-marketing thing with the TV show and the game and now a card game. And then card game got turned into a video game. Just some quick little details on that. So... Uh, It premiered in Japan in October of 96, uh, blew up there. They didn't know how well it would do in America. So they they came out with like a, they called it the game, uh, like demo pack basically. Uh, And it just had like 24 cards in there in says late 98. So they put- Two years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, they tested out in America and it seemed to do pretty well. So that's, you know, I think three, four months later, what do my notes say? Oh, no, two months later in January. Oh, yeah, that was four months. I, I can math. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the the actual base game set in the U.S. came out in January of 99 um, and, of course, blew up. And, you know, shortly after that, they started putting out, you know, just different little sets. You know, so you have the jungle set and my favorite, the fossil set. <laughs> and each, you know, came out with 45 new Pokemon or 20 new Pokemon or kind of redid Pokemon that were in the previous cards, but gave them different movesets and all that kind of good stuff. And w- w- as each different set came out, it just, Pokemania was going on, so everything, everybody kept going for these. And mm-hmm. eventually, with the new Pokemon games, new Pokemon, that's when they started releasing, you know, like, second-gen sets, and, and then it just started going full steam ahead. They were doing three to four different sets a year. Which is impressive, because when you go that many sets a year, that's usually what kills a game. Because it's yeah. it's too hard to follow. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. That the big fear of Dragon Ball Super because oh, that yeah. particular company has a history of just putting way too much stuff out. And nobody can keep up, and then the game ends up dying because people are tired of not being current anymore, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's always been some downtimes. Sets will come out, or just for some reason, it's just back in the you know the zeitgeist <laughs> of of pop culture. Yeah, um, they even had a really cool tie-in set with Pokemon Go out in July 2022, and that's kind of what got me sort of back into collecting them. Because you know, like we we've been into Pokemon Go since it came out in 2016, and yeah, uh, we were driving to Yosemite, and I was like, yeah. "What team should I join?" And Brian was just like, "Red team, red yeah. team, red team." I still don't know the names. I just Mystic. It's all about Mystic. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Um, no, no, I mean, Val- Valor, Valor, actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're myself. talking about. There was when Pokemon Go came out, there was there was this couple that was at the Riverwalk Park in Bakersfield where there were hundreds of people because we were all, you know, outside and getting exercise and being happy. Mm-hmm. And there was this there was this couple that had an ice chest and they're like, water, Valor, <coughs> if you're team Valor. Oh, I remember. That. And yeah. like they would yell that out over and over and over. And like apparently they sold water bottles for two dollars to, to Mystic and, and Instinct players. <laughs> but Valor players could get their water bottles for one dollar. Yeah. Yeah. 
the the card games that that cycle still continues to this day and i feel like a lot of other games have kind of followed suit in that cyclic or like <laughs> constant cycle like through two every quarter yeah excuse me there was somebody in chat was talking about like magic versus pokemon that was like magic just was getting off too when pokemon well no, it was out a little longer, hence why Pokemon was even created, the trading card game, because of the hype between the Wizards of the Coast of what they did. I guess you could say, in a way, Magic did it first, right? And so the well, people yeah, were... 90, 91 or 92. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But they, I mean, they, they, I was going to say, from my understanding, they didn't get huge until the traction didn't come until, like, the third series, or, like, in the mid-90s. And then, yeah, trading, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And PC. With Magic, because it had... You know some stipulations oh is this devil you know is this you know satan's card game you know that kind of stuff because america um i mean it's dra- it was- it's dungeons and dragons <laughs> in the 90s basically yeah yeah, yeah. 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 and it wasn't as easily accessible as nice easy friendly pokemon was so i i think the trading card or pokemon owes a lot to the trading card game keeping it as relevant to i mean yeah. you, the games obviously the game's anime at this point, it's a transmedia right a fr- a property, and like it, it's in various different forms, and people consume Pokemon in many different ways. I know people who do trading cards solely versus mainline games, and they're just into the characters that way and the art styles. But I feel a lot of the Pokemania, the the extended. What I'm trying to say is the cards extended that Pokemania, and and kind of helped keep it alive heading into gen 2 and then gen 3 too and then even coming out with like foil cards and the first editions and all that kind of stuff like that that helped just like the hype machine go just extra crazy Mm -hmm. 100 percent it keeps the competitive nature too it's it's fun to watch the the card game and and the people who are building like really hardcore decks and but it, it and it's what's so cool about it is that there is various different strategies involved from like a, a board game lens, right? But it also transitions very, I mean, it almost, not transitions, it creates a very nice bridge to the, the games themselves mm-hmm. because the strategy and competitive Pokemon play online and like what you see in the tournaments and stuff is very data-driven too. And like how you're rearranging your six Pokemon versus like how you're rearranging your decks. There's a nice connection to both, which I think a lot of card game iterations of certain video games or properties they they don't really have that seamless thread right between the two but i think trading card game does so well with like it's i guess parent in the in the mainline digital games and i think that's something it's testament to this entire franchise in general in that you can have so many iterations that are all feeding each other's newest version of it and no one's super concerned with canon no one is super concerned with you know how this fits into the greater pokemon story because really like detective pikachu i think people were hoping there might be some reference to ash and i think there is in his room like yeah there's there's quite a few references to the to the show but like direct references to that storyline aren't really there and everyone still loved it like detective pikachu was was great one of the very few DVDs that I've bought in the last few years, but I was like, no, mm-hmm. I need this physical so that I always have this because I loved it so yeah. much. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I saw it twice in the theaters, which I don't do a whole lot in, anymore mm-hmm. anyway. But like things like Detective Pikachu, the card game, the video game, Pokemon Puzzle League, Mystery Dungeon, mm-hmm. uh, Snap, you know, the anime itself, 
all of these things. Pokemon Concierge, which just yeah, this, dropped on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, all the side animation. Adorable little. What claymation. the hell is that? Oh, oh my man. gosh! Dude. Oh, it's claymation. It's it's it's, cute. Uh, it's stop motion animation. It is. Oh, right, right. So freaking cute. Yeah. It is about. It's like four episodes long, but it's about a woman who, after a very very awful stressful week, takes a job at a resort that caters to Pokemon, mm-hmm. and her job is okay. to make Pokemon happy. Yeah. And it's very much a relaxing sort of show. Uh, it, it kind of feeds into this very Japanese idea of like calming media, uh, which that's a whole other podcast. But all of these different shows and all of these different iterations of the show and iterations of this franchise have all managed to like stay current to each other fairly well and incorporate new things very well mm-hmm. without necessarily like breaking anything whereas like mm-hmm. if you want to add new things to star wars it's like but how does this fit into the rest of the saga you know if you want to add a new thing into star trek it's like right but where was such and such ship at this time because it's so small scale most of the time it doesn't really have a major impact on anything else to just add more aside from occasionally being like but i don't understand why i've never seen that pokemon before I'm like well we just kind of go yeah okay <laughs> Isn't isn't that more a function of the respective fan bases though? That's I fair, but, That's absolutely but I think the fan base in Star Wars has been trained by the franchise itself to go what comes next affects the main idea of the whole existing universe. Whereas Pokemon from the get-go, it's like red and blue, already you have two versions of the same story. And it's like, yeah, sure if I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's and because the, the it's an RPG. Because yeah. this is basically baby's first RPG, like for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. This is a really good way to like train people that this is, you know, that this story is kind of fluid. And mm-hmm. I think all of the iterations of this franchise have done that really yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, even from its core basis, Pokemon has kept true to its concept, which is the only thing you really need to make it Pokemon. You have pocket monsters, you have all these pocket monsters, but they've retold the same story multiple times. Like even they had this show and I'm sure one of you knows better than me what it's called, but it was, the main character was Red instead of Ash. It was like Pokemon Legends or Pokemon. It was like a YouTube special yeah, show. It was, it was more like the uh, the manga. Yes. So the manga came first before the show too, and the main characters were red, blue, green, and it retold a story that like later Ash was the main character for and changed up. But in the in the basis of the story. You have pocket monsters. You have maybe uh, an enemy, whether it be Team Rocket or whether it be like in the games, you have different types of teams. You know, you've you've got some of the same themes and you've got Pokemon. And all that all that does is is make you feel like it's another part of the whole world, even if it's the same story being retold in a different way. Right. So it's really nice. I, w- I would say collecting, right? That's that's pretty much the nature yeah. of the of the yeah. of, of the that's property. The and mm-hmm. And in, in in collecting, there's the ability to to sprinkle your individuality in yeah. turn and on terms of what you're collecting, right? There's so many. I mean, Dave's trying to get all the shinies. I, you know, I prefer yeah. a team full of water ice Pokemon, and the gym leaders too have their preference of Pokemon types. I think again, and this is a good, I think, bow to wrap up of like why Satoshi 
came up with the game and why he was so into collecting in the first place of bugs is like it was his own personal enjoyment and i think Mm -hmm. that is basically what makes everybody love pokemon overall and why the franchise has such longevity yeah definitely yeah absolutely well i think that is an excellent way to wrap this whole thing up Mm -hmm. and uh i would love to have all of you guys on again at some point in the future i would also love to maybe at some point do an episode specific to pokemon go or specific to pal world i'm sorry we didn't get to it today but yeah <laughs> i do feel like that's worth talking about because basically pokemon but with guns is quite an yeah. interesting concept and cannibalism i heard uh, I, yeah i'm still very unfamiliar with the game so i gotta do some research and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. yeah. I got, that's really cool. i do have one point i'd like to make about pokemon go yeah. So mm-hmm. with Go, they've been really diligent about introducing all the starters, you know, before the community day events and all that, except for Gen 8. Justice for Galar. Justice for the Galar starters. <laughs> we need Galar starters. Please and thank you. To this new one. They jumped they jumped from from 7 right into 9. Yeah. I mean they've introduced really? some of the they've introduced Wild. some of the Gen 8 Pokemon yeah, but none of the starters which is really kind plan. of blown my mind. Huh? Maybe they got Niantic does not have a plan. I want to say Niantic, sort, yeah. Niantic has has a lot of things going for them. A plan is not on that list. <laughs> I, I want to say Sword and Shield it kind of just was like a stopgap to be honest. I feel like it, it feels that way with the hate that some people had on it. And two, like the trading cards kind of came and went too for Sword and Shield, and they kind of dipped out of that series pretty quickly too. So which it's kind of sad to see. Kind of so weird, which, is, yeah. which strikes me as so weird given that a the first of the re- really the first main series game in for the Switch, but also so many, you know, they introduce they bring in so many uh, quality of life improvements to. Uh, to to the game in Gen Eight, you know I and frankly, there's always no matter what the fan what the, what the the property is, there's always a segment of the fan base that's going to hate anything new. I mean, sure. you guys can test. What's the saying? Nobody hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know. gatekeeping. Hey, welcome that's to Sneaky Gear. So, <laughs> right. Getting away from gatekeepers. Right. Um, so, so we're okay with it. We're not here to yuck yums. So just justice for Galar, I'm I'm all in on that too. So keeping that Woo. keeping that rolling. Yeah, very excited to actually have our first live episode. Thank you for everybody yeah. who tuned in and actually stuck it through all the way to the end. I know this has been a very yeah. long one. We weren't a good one being so Fun. long, but it was a good discussion. <laughs> How did you not anticipate it being a long episode? I mean, With all of us awesome people here, <laughs> we had we had yeah. planning this time. I yeah. thought for sure planning would slow things or speed things up, but it turns out it really no. made things it's the massive no. thrilling. So it, it wouldn't be a podcast without without the set, the the tangents and the fun and the, yeah. the, the, the conversations. The yeah. I I I really want to do more live ones. This was fun. This was yeah. fun to be yeah. with y'all. Happy 50th. Um, I would, I would be down for that. Happy 50th. Happy yeah, 50th. congratulations, Brian and Bryce. Give it a round Woo! of applause. Woo, Brian and Bryce. You made it to that's that's awesome, man. This and and great. I don't help too. Yeah, we wouldn't have gotten there without especially <laughs> you three. Yeah. Shannon was on, oh, was on our first episode. Yeah. Hey guys, don't wait 50 episodes to have me back on. I'll come at any point. Just let yes, me know. Yes. I'll pretend I know stuff I don't. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> this episode was 50% off in case anyone else wanted to know that too. So. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you again for coming. We absolutely cannot thank you guys enough. 
be sure to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we will try to get this up onto YouTube sometime in the near future if you uh, want to be able to show people or anything like that. Definitely appreciate the follows on all the socials. You can find us at Sneaky Geek Podcast uh, on pretty much everything except for Twitter, which you can find us at Sneaky Geek Pod, but Twitter's dead, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> X. Anyway, we don't need to say that. Anyway, so find us at Sneaky Geek Podcast. You can find me at Bryce Rankins. Brian, where can we find you on socials? Um, Is it at BROM? Yeah, it's BROM1137. I'm on sometimes. You know, like the THX. Nick, where can we find you? You're on Twitch. I am on Twitch. Uh, It is twitch.tv slash N underscore or sorry, N-O underscore ice underscore five, uh, noise five. Uh, you catch me doing a bunch of different noise. video game streams, mainly speed running and retro is like my my forte. Um, and then also I am on Instagram at NJFrado33 and also on the formerly known as Twitter, now X, uh, N underscore, <laughs> N-O underscore ice underscore five, noise five uh, at there as well. Um, for all things gaming and any updates on my my Twitch stream, so heck yeah, heck yeah. How about you, Dave? Uh, I don't have any of those things. <laughs> we love Santa. Old man, Z- old man, old man Ziggler is old manning with all this fancy stuff. Seriously, it was like a, a Herculean effort to get me for you guys to get me into this thing into today. Discord. So thank you for that. But uh, yeah. yeah, into the Discord and into the. You know the, all of that jazz. So now you're in our uh, our, our Geek <laughs> Discord, which anybody can come and access. So uh, you can be on there. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, you can find it by just looking up Sneaky Geek in Discord. Sneaky Geek, Sneaky Geek Podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll post all, all this on the show notes. Well. Can you find it in Discord, or do you have to have the invite for it? I think we're public, well, but you know we'll find out. If question. not, then uh, you know shoot me a message. Uh, yeah. On any uh, any of the other socials we mentioned, and then of course Shannon, where can we find you on the? Woo! Uh, if you want to see me beat my second ever Pokemon game and my first ever shiny hunt of ever uh, one of these days, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Shan underscore A-N underscore Egan's shenanigans and Twitter at the same Shan underscore Ann underscore Egan because somebody took my ass. Um, but other than that, that's where you can find me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for coming to the stream. Nick, close us out. Uh, teach Pokemon to understand, understand the, power the power that's inside. The power that's inside. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> Sneaky Geek is hosted by Bryce Rankins and Brian Romero. This episode was edited by Bryce Rankins. Our logo and website were designed by Ali Nimmons. Our theme song was written and produced by Skylar Johnson. Our Twitch stream for this episode was produced by Nick Frado. Music for today's episode was from Poke and Chill by Michael. Used with permission by Game Chops. Based on music by Junichi Masuda. Michael's album Poke and Chill can be found at GameChops.com slash Poke and Chill. Copyright 2024, Sneaky Geek Media. All rights reserved.